The fifth pitch. There is nothing more universal than a calendar. Everyone's got one. And let's be real. They kind of run our lives. Not just all those meetings, but all those emails back and forth trying to find a time that works for everyone. There's already been a massive business built off of making scheduling easier. Calendly. They're valued at over $6 billion. Today's founder, Dave, thinks there's room for another with his new calendar solution, DotCal. But there are other startup founders who think the same. The calendar wars are just heating up and the investors want in. But is scheduling software already overbooked? I'm Josh Muccio. Welcome to The Pitch, where real entrepreneurs pitch real investors for real money. I'm Neil Salas Griffin, Managing Director here at Techstar Chicago, and I'm happy to welcome you all to my city. I'm Elizabeth Yin, and I'm a general partner at Hustle Fund. I'm Phil Nadell. I'm the Managing Director of Forefront Venture Partners. I'm Jillian Manis, Managing Partner of Structure Capital. I'm Charles Hudson, Managing Partner of Precursor Ventures. The pitch for DotCal is coming up after this. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The information provided on this show is not intended to be investment advice and should not be relied upon as such. The investors on today's episode are providing their opinions based on their own assessment of the business presented. Those opinions should not be considered professional investment advice. Hello. Hello. Hey, David. Hey, David. Charles. Nice, nice to, to meet you, you, Charles. Hey, David. Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth. Nice to meet you. Hi, David. I'm Phil. Phil, nice to meet you. Hey, David, I'm Phil, too. You're Phil, too. Yeah. <laughs> Together, we're Philian. I can also be called Jillian. N- nice to meet you, Nice Jillian. to meet you. Hey, David. David. Neil. Nice to meet you, Neil. Good to see you, man. All right. So let's do this. Yeah. Okay. So hello. My name is David Matthews. I'm the CEO and co-founder of DotCal, and we're building the world's most human interface for scheduling. A few years ago, my co-founders and I were traveling the world as digital nomads while running an agency with dozens of clients around the globe. As you can imagine, scheduling across multiple time zones with a million back and forth emails was an absolute nightmare. To make matters worse, even the best scheduling tools in the market consisted of boring white pages that hurt our brand at the most pivotal conversion point for our business, that of booking a meeting. So we built .cal. .cal is the first scheduling platform that allows users the ability to create customized booking pages that perfectly match their brand while also providing a more delightful way to find time. We're addressing the billion knowledge workers and businesses worldwide that schedule meetings each and every day. Since opening up our beta three months ago, DotCal users have created over 8,000 booking pages and are scheduling over 100 meetings a day, a number which is growing at a 45% month-over-month rate. We're raising $1 million to fuel that growth and build a better booking experience for all. David, just tell us a little bit more about sort of how you think about the market, how you're differentiating from Calendly and, yeah. and some of the others that are out there. Totally. So um, at the core of what we do is we try to make scheduling just more intuitive, more human, more natural. And 
When you're using a Calendly or you're booking a salon appointment or something, it's very like robotic and it's very inhuman. And I take the opposite approach. I say, hey, actually you create the experience you want for your brand so that it will probably increase conversions. So a lot of people think that we're just Calendly with pretty colors. The next phase of what we're building is a booking page builder, which no one has done yet. And so you can create the experience from the ground up. And so to that end, we are very different than Calendly. Um, Calendly just did a $10 million rebrand or whatever, and they touched everything on their platform except for their booking pages. Uh, they have a philosophical perspective, which is it should be utilitarian. Everyone should look the same. And for me, coming from a marketing background, running a growth agency and building a lot of landing pages, and I was using Calendly and it just wasn't converting as well as it could have. And so that was kind of gave us the Genesis idea. That's interesting insight. Um, and it's something, frankly, I hadn't really thought of. Do you have any statistics about what the conversion rates are like on Calendly? Mm -hmm. Because I would think that if two people say, yeah, let's schedule a meeting and mm -hmm. I send you a link to my Calendly, that the conversion rate it's pretty high because you want to schedule a meeting. Right? I would yeah. think like you have two yeah. willing parties, right? So yeah, tell me like what are the numbers on that? Yeah, so we've run a lot of A/B tests with ten thousand pages at this point, and yeah. in, in dot cal conversions are about twenty five percent higher than Calendly conversions for marketing purposes. But it the, already the, has so enough. So the twenty five yeah. percent lift yeah. is in. A marketing context? It's in a marketing context, yeah. And so the design and the booking experience and the call to action, which effectively is booking time, um, for some professions, in particular salespeople, recruiters, that's actually very, very important, right? In fact, actually, the reason I'm here today is because we looked in our database one day and we saw this user named Josh who had tons of bookings. And so we looked into it and that's how we found the pitch show, right? And so Josh <laughs> uses DotCal for the pitch show. And in fact, oh. actually he left, he, I think he tried Calendly and VimCal yeah. and uses DotCal, right? And so huh. to answer your question, yes, on, on one hand, if you're just scheduling a meeting with me, it's gonna be 100% conversion rate. I think we're more akin to say a Squarespace. Squarespace has a templated approach and the templates allow them to verticalize into different spaces. If I'm a photographer, I have a photography template and the carousel is useful to me in my, as a photographer. If I am a nonprofit, maybe I use a widget that takes more money in. So the, the templatization of this is actually like a pretty powerful yeah. part of our platform. And it's something that will set us apart in a huge way from Calendly. You mentioned so, sales and recruiting. Like, what's the early adopter use cases here? So, uh, so far, we have about 50 industries on our platform. These are anyone from a sales team, uh, actually, like 25 people um, from Zoom. So, a lot of salespeople, a lot of visual people, wedding planners, a lot of photographers, a lot of those agencies, they're using us. Another really cool example that we've seen, a lot of emergent behavior we've seen, is with a feature we call um, our shared booking pages. You know, if we wanted to follow up right now with all of us, like say next week, how do we do so? We'd, I'd probably email your EAs or your chief of staff or you. We'd have a million back and forth emails. But in one second, I can easily invite all of you to a shared page. You sign up for DotCal in say 30 seconds. It, you attach your calendar, pulls your availability. So now all of our availabilities are on one page. That's big. Yeah. I think I actually have to be out due to a conflict. Oh, I, yeah. I'm an investor in a company called Let's Meet that does the group scheduling oh, thing yeah but cool. so but i just wanted to flag that 
it has nothing hey, no to worries, do with the growth, no but I thought so I should just... Is that a questions. similar function? They sort of realize that group meetings on Calendly are difficult. Right. They have the polls feature, which is kind of okay. And they're like, no, look, what you really want is if in the end you get to a time where you found something that works, it'll automatically okay. say, hey, everyone has said that this time works. And obviously, if you're all in the network, it can find the times for you. Mm-hmm. And it works actually quite well for the use case that you mentioned. But that's like their core, core use case sure. is like multi person group meetings yep. that are hard to do on doodle they're kind of a little clunky to do on calendly and yep. to your point they're like we're going to optimize for that i just had that problem like yesterday yep. yeah who can you solve it or we, we could easily solve that right now with our shared functionality but i don't think that's actually even the most interesting feature so shared pages are useful for all of us getting on you know own page and sending it to josh he could book on all of our calendars but what's really interesting is they're most useful for one-on-one interactions. So for instance, I have a shared page with my therapist. And the reason I do that is instead of calling a secretary and you know going back and forth, or instead of me actually sending my .cal, which then he has to see when he's free, I just say, hey, look, let's just create a shared page with us, right? And so now every time I book a therapy appointment, I have this page that immediately books and only shows times we're both free. And so there's a lot of emergent behavior with the one-on-one scheduling. I, I really like some of the innovation that you're doing here and understand these use cases and see how they're very separate from sort of the general booking link use mm-hmm. case. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, I think we're probably going to be too close to this with VimCal. Ah, uh, yeah. So, cool. yeah, no worries. No worries. Thank you. Elizabeth, like Charles, is already invested in a competitor to DotCal. So unfortunately, as the locals say, she's conflicted out. Two investors in the room with direct competition could make it impossible for Dave to close the remaining investors. Or could that make DotCal even more interesting? We'll be back right after this. Support for this show comes from Fiverr, the world's largest marketplace for freelance services. In the fast-paced world of business, every decision counts. And when it comes to hiring, there's no room for guesswork. That's why Fiverr has developed solutions for businesses to make outsourcing projects simple, quick, and compliant. You can gain access to curated talent through Fiverr Pro's catalog of top freelancers, organized by skill and experience. Streamline your projects with a user-friendly dashboard, where you can track progress and collaborate with your team. And for anyone needing the highest level of white glove service, Fiverr Pro's project partners can manage multiple freelancer engagements for you. Project partners will outline requirements, assemble a roster of freelancers, and manage a schedule to ensure your deliverables are completed on time. Ready to scale smarter? Visit pro.fiverr.com to sign up and use code VOX for 15% off any service. That's pro.fiverr.com and use code VOX. Welcome back to The Conflicted Pitch. Elizabeth and Charles are already invested in DotCal's competition. I wonder how that will affect the other investors in the room. Here's Jillian. So can you tell us a little bit more about your background? You sort of slid over the fact that you ran or built a marketing. Mm -hmm. And what about your team? So I was a digital nomad before it was cool. Uh, Yeah, before COVID. (laughs) I was traveling the world, running a marketing agency, essentially acting as a fractional CMO for tons of companies okay. around the world. 
my co-founder Rylan, I met in Croatia, mm-hmm. and our other co-founder John, we met in Lima, Peru. Our team of engineers are six in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's been a super interesting year, as you can imagine, nice. with them. But uh, we love being a remote team. So, can you talk a little bit about your your revenue model and how that works? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're freemium, where if you want to use one booking page, you want to use a shared, you can use us for free forever. But if you have more than one booking page, then we start charging you. We charge $10 a month if you want to use more than one booking page. And we charge $15 a month for teams per seat. So are you primarily pulling people from these existing scheduling tools like Calendly, or are they coming from other places? Yeah, so our our kind of initial go-to-market to test our hypothesis was, do people even care about branded booking page? And so we built our platform, and we initially targeted Calendly users. We just reached out to them and said, hey, we are .cal, we exist, do you care? And to that end, about 3,000 people have already moved over from Calendly and actually VimCal, sorry. Uh, right now- So we're, what we're, percentage of the 3,000 uh, are paid? So uh, 11% right now is paid from our free users, right? So we have a little over 300 paid users and we have hundreds of active users. And that's growing. Booked meetings is about 100 meetings a day. That's growing about 45% month over month. Those 300 paid what does that represent in revenue? Yeah, we make about $5,000 a month in revenue because okay. some of those users are team users. How, how are you acquiring customers now? Mm-hmm. So one is actually just reaching out to Calendly users at scale and, uh, and just letting them know we exist. So that's like kind of the first core way. Yeah. The second one is through confirmation pages. So through booking pages. Once you do a booking, it says, do you want to sign up for .cal? Yeah. And people are signing up. The third way is going to be teams. So if we sell a team of 20, we now have 20 nodes, 20 people are using us, and they're getting more people onto that. And the most interesting way, and I think this is the way where we become really big, is through shared. In order to use shared, if you want to use it with one person, say my therapist, he comes in our ecosystem, he uses it for his other clients, these things kind of spread. If I brought everyone onto a shared page here, that's five people who are now using my platform, who now see.cal and can use us in other parts of their life. So that's the, the fourth way that we're going to spread. And I think in my opinion, uh, we're gonna look back in a few years and be like, oh, .cal became a billion dollar company because of shared. So it looks like the water's getting a little red, right? In, the, yeah. in this space. Long-term vision, like where do you see yourself amongst these other players? I see us as like the anti-Calendly. I see us as the Apple to the Microsoft. Both of these players work. Microsoft works great, Apple works great. But whichever ecosystem you want is determined by who you are as a person, right? Our booking pages are very visual. They're very different. And to that end, we think that there's a huge market for people to choose to be, have more visual booking pages. We think in time, we can prove that .cal is actually better than these. Yeah, I'm trying to gauge how big of a business you want to build. Like, mm-hmm. what's the motivation to go far? Because this seems like it could be a great, relatively like small business. You could get it up to a certain point and just run it. Totally. So uh, outside capital, like, how are you planning to produce a return for yourself and for investors? What does yeah. that look like down the road? Yeah, so first and foremost, my goal as a founder is to make our company anti-fragile. I think that's like the, the biggest thing. We need to not die. So I think about no matter what happens, if we raise from y'all or n- don't raise any money at all, we're still going to survive. 
Fortunately for this type of business and for our lifestyles, we're super capital efficient, right? Like we don't have a big team, but these platforms maybe take a little bit of time to grow, but when they grow, they grow in a big way and they scale in a really, really big way. Our company is product-led growth by its nature. So when you send out a booking page, you're advertising for us. As long as we get the nodes out there, it will grow itself really big over time. Calendly took eight years and now worth $6 billion. But the truth be told, I've talked to thousands of people over the last year, and most people don't use scheduling tools. And in fact, most people never even heard of Calendly. I know that's super surprising to talk to a group of VCs about that, but that's the truth. And so to answer your question, we want to be very big. We want the nodes to spread, and they will give it enough time. My goal to fundraise is to allow us uh, enough breathing room to build the features we want to scale at the rate we want. So I'm just wondering why one Calony or any of the other ones add these booking pages? Where's the moat here? People, of course, can have shared features. And in fact, we, we have one. But one thing they might not do is they might not go as visual as we are with the booking pages. This is another core differentiator. So again, I- Why wouldn't they? Why couldn't they? They could, but if a company wanted to copy us or they wanted to do that, they would have to like lean in as heavily as we are and make it a core part of who they are. And will they do that? Sure. If we're successful enough, people will copy us. Everyone copies, right? So as long as we bring you in and we provide enough value for you, hopefully you'll stay and you'll be in our ecosystem for a long time. It's just a, a different form factor. Like, yeah, right. you know, Calendly's thing is working. So yeah. why would they move away from their white pages that are working, right? It's like very efficient. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 Here are the times. It's just a different experience. It's kind of like, you know, Ford and Honda both yeah, exist. No. They yeah. both provide the same yes, right. utility. Yeah, and, right. But everyone has yeah, a, different a different style of car. Right. Yeah. And, and my take on the market is that we're in the very beginning stages. Because most people don't use these apps, there's rooms for multiple billion dollar companies in this space. I think it's like a corollary to e-signatures and these grow in a way that e-signatures grow. You send out a, a DocuSign and someone signs it. Now you sign for DocuSign. You're using them for That's a few a good years, analogy. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's lots of you know, it's echo signs that sold for a billion dollars. And scheduling, I think, is even more interesting because more people use scheduling. More people live on their calendars than actually sign documents, right? I think there'll be many unicorns in this space. In fact, years ago, I made an offer to Calendly. So I know a little bit about how it was back then. And people had asked about, what was that app called? Sunrise, yep. mm -hmm. yeah, right? Sunrise, but yeah. Sunrise was taken out of the market pretty quickly for what was it, a couple hundred million bucks? Right. They're, I think they're it, called Sunset now. Oh. But, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so bad, it was so bad. Scheduling is just a critical part of people's lives. And yep. so I think there'll be a handful of big players and some will be bought out or, you know, Calendly's probably get an IPO or be bought. All these products work well with network effects. And there's yeah. not like you can't, be a part of multiple networks. Like having a Calendly doesn't mean that you, there's not value in having a, a dot .cal or. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And I actually still have a Calendly account too. Mm -hmm. Did you mention how much you're raising? So we're raising a million dollars and we've already raised $600,000. So we have 400K left of the round. And what was the valuation? $15 million valuation. Post or pre? Uh, post. Who committed the 600000 Is that a... Uh, an institutional investor or, or friends? Uh, yeah, institutional investors. Um, 
corporate VC, and some angels. Uh, it sounds like you have some really interesting product innovations that would differentiate you from some of the other companies out there. And, and I, I love businesses that can scale quickly with, with that kind of network effect where by definition you have to share yeah. and a number of people are going to sign up. And I think your free trial to, to paid conversion mm -hmm. rate is, is good. 11% is not bad. The struggle I have is just that it's very, very early. Yeah. You know, at only a few hundred paid users at yep. this point. I'd be super interested in your next round. Cool. Really interested. So yeah. let's stay in touch. Thank you so much. Yeah, David, I, I, I like you. Um, I'm out as well. There, there's two companies that I invested in through Techstar Chicago, one called Tangram, the other one called WeSparkle. They're not directly, directly competitive, mm -hmm. but I need to check with them first. But um, the other, I guess hesitation on my part would be I'm not completely convinced on the grand vision and that yep. long-term piece there and how yep. big of a business you want to build. Yep. And also there's, I think, more nuance that needs to exist with your breakdown of how you're going to differentiate your product. Yeah. Well, you know, the aspect of being more human is, while well-intended, I think I'm trying to understand the folks that are coming to your platform. If they're going to switch from pulling from Calendly and other mm -hmm. places to mm -hmm. being people who don't use calendar bookings at all. Yep. Cool. Thank yeah. you so much. I, you know, I always really try to be personally excited about an investment as well as professionally. I think you're exactly the founder because you are sort of a seasoned CEO in many different, across many different disciplines. But I, I'm not excited about this product. I, I'm not potentially because it's too early True. and I just need to better understand the defensibility Perfect. on this. But if there's room in the space for many, which it seems as Elizabeth and Charles has, has brought up, um, I want to see where you sit. Totally. Okay. Understandable. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for you your so time. Much. Thank you. Really nice to meet you. Have a good day. Good Thank job, you very much. David. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Great. He's going to build this. Oh, he's building it. He's building oh, yeah. it. He's off to he's it. Build it with, he may us. not need any more money. So exactly. let me tell you my Calendly story. So I was a very early Calendly user. I love the product. I cold emailed Tope and tried. To, I was running the 500 Startups Accelerator program then. So I made him an offer on that. And he was like, push back on the valuation. Yeah, the values were higher. And um, so went away. Later came back and tried to see if he would take something at a higher price because I was talking with some mentors of mine who also wanted in. So there was like more momentum now yeah. on this. But at that point, he already was like, I'm doing enough revenue. I, yeah. I don't I don't need your money. And, and that was it. Yeah. He gave me a T-shirt, but yeah. 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 but I, that was it. And he, he literally only raised like half a million dollars or a yeah. little less than half a million dollars yeah. at, until the most recent raise. Mm -hmm which was in the billions yeah. of dollars valuation. Yeah, yeah. I, this guy's not going to need it. I mean, if he already has 600, then they are. Extremely capital efficient business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He yeah, knows you how like to him. do this. Yeah, I've been trying to fight the, find the right balance between... Calendly. You know, Calendly can come off as really cold and impersonal and transactional. But it works. And not, it does, but like when you're, when you're meeting someone for the first time and you're trying to create a new relationship, which I think about a lot, as we're building relationships for the show, like how you schedule the meeting really matters. Really? How you approach that. I oh think, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Think about it from a power dynamic perspective. 
right? When you say, oh, go book time on my Calendly. Yeah, that means that yeah, your, your time, time is more important. Your time is more important. I agree with that. So what this allows me to do. But Calendly can do this. Go ahead. So what this allows me to do is I don't just send them to my Calendly link. Yeah. I go over to my dot cal. It auto generates three times in the next couple days. Right. And I can edit them if I want. But like basically within 10 seconds, I can copy and paste it into my email and send it to anyone I want. Vimcal offers that. I used Vimcal. And what was the But I just found .cal easier and faster because I book meetings all over the place. So I'll book meetings over email, over mm. Twitter DMs, right? I'm going to try it. For so me, me, okay, when you tried just, Vimcal, did you feel like there were too many features and it was too complex? Yeah. Okay. Same. And it, yeah. it took too I tried much. it for a while. I was like, I mean, it's, too, it's doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try this. I just think he's just a product founder that just gets it. Yeah. I just I think endorsement. He's, he knows what he's doing. I mean, that was just, this is a confident founder that's mm -hmm. like, this is a nice to have all of you, but I don't need to have all of you. Yeah. yeah that's and that, that kind of, that's kind of sexy. Go make the money, honey. I think he's going to be successful. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. another one I really wanted to invest in through uh, the pitch fund. Needed a VC to co-invest with me. You might still have one. You never know. So Dave left the room with no money. But as you heard, there are only really two people in the room who could have actually invested. All the others already had a horse in this calendar race. But later on that day, after another pitch, DotCal was still on the investors' minds. I really, really want to learn more about DotCal. He's going to be really successful. You know, right? In my head, I keep thinking to myself, okay, maybe I just go in for 50K and just call it. And I, I, my gut says, just do it. And it's an area, it's a category that I don't have an investment into. And um, I would like to learn with someone like that. And this is your only chance. I mean, I think the yeah, reason the valuation is more. so high is he just literally does not he need, need the it. money. And, doesn't and care. by the way, the valuation is ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's going to be even more ridiculous. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm thinking. You're saying uh, you think it'll be his last round for yeah, a while. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, I, but just because I saw how Calendly played out. Yeah. After the break, Dave gets a second chance. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back. The investors couldn't stop thinking about DotCal. So a day later, we invited Dave 
back to the studio. Hey, friends. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I am back. Great to see you. Thank you for coming Good to see back. you again. Yeah. Oh, you saw my email. Okay. Awesome. So. Yeah, Elizabeth walked out of here yesterday just, you know, with high conviction that you were going to be successful. Yeah. She's seen this story before. Yeah. Uh, she had an opportunity yeah, to invest in Calendly early on, didn't get the opportunity to get in, wishes she did. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole thing there. So you've got right. great energy, David. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I love it. Can so. I, well, can I, so there's a, a, a big, a big, not problem, but can you explain your valuation? Sure. Because it's really frothy. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the, <laughs> that's like, the big yeah. elephant in the well, room. Well, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Look, so, so what am so, I missing? So valuations are based on the market, right? And the market is the market is the investors you speak to, right? We have already raised six hundred thousand dollars at a fifteen million dollar valuation. There's no way we're going lower in valuation. If I had my way, we're building a ten billion dollar company. I would I would raise at a hundred million dollar valuation right now. But the truth is, is the market <laughs> from the investors, the market that we've raised from so far has an appetite for 15 million and be it because they're in san francisco or be it because they're just bullish on our company they agreed to that and so i'm not interested in going down from there um i think it's a fair valuation based on what we're building but i can totally understand your concern and is it frothy in this market right now? Yeah, for sure, unequivocally. It, it, you you can make a case for that for sure. So when did you start the raise of the six hundred? Yeah, three weeks ago, or okay. maybe three okay. to four weeks. Okay, so it was in this market. How much runway does it give you? The million? Yeah. So with the money we have in the bank right now, we have twelve to fifteen months of runway. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very capital efficient. Um. I might go bigger than this, but right now I'm looking at um, just investing 50K. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, we would love to have you in. Fantastic. We'd love to have you in. Well, I'm so happy you came back. There's no way you're not going to build this right. You have a sales mind, you have marketing, you have the engineering. You Agreed. really are quite the package. Thank you. You're like a little superhuman. <laughs> yeah. so. You're special, man. I, I really want to invest. Mm-hmm. I really want to invest in this. Uh, I'm a disciplined investor, though. Yes. And I just, I cannot get comfortable with the valuation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to, man. I really do. But I just, at you know, just out of beta, 5000 a month in revenue, $15 million valuation. I just can't. This is going to come can't. back and bite you. You realize that. that that's that's we what Elizabeth said. We can get you in another round. We can get you in another round. Yeah, it's, 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 it, another it makes round, sense. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to be three x, five x, and yeah. then you're going to turn to me. And well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully more. But yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, cool. Thank you so much. Keep me in mind for that one. Cool. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. After all that, despite the valuation, Jillian is ready to invest. 50K in .cal. And I got my wish, a VC to invest with me. As you might remember from episode 101, the pitch started a fund where we co-invest alongside the investors on our show. And as someone who is apparently quite passionate about scheduling apps, this was a deal I didn't want to let slip through the cracks. After the pitch, I connected Dave to Jillian A few emails went back and forth, and everything looked good to go. Dave sent the investment docs over for signature, and then we all got a message from Jillian. Here's Dave. So uh, it turns out that um, one of her portfolio companies has pivoted into a competitive space as ours. Wait, 
one of her portfolio companies is not already building a calendar app. They pivoted into what you're doing. Yeah, presumably they were working on something totally unrelated. Uh, you know, Jillian was going off this information and then um, one of our companies said that they had pivoted into something that we're doing. So um, look, scheduling I mean, is a competitive landscape. So yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently lots of money in scheduling. Everybody's uh, pivoting into <laughs> scheduling. <laughs> what did you think when you saw that email? Like she was all pretty excited to invest. Like she was ready to wire the funds. You know, I, I don't know. I was bummed. I, I think Jillian, as an investor, would have been a fun person to work with. She has a lot of good energy. She brings a lot of good ideas to the table. She has a lot of good connections. So with regard to that, yeah, like, am, am I bummed that I can't take her along for the ride right now? For sure. Definitely bummed. But $50,000 will come. It's fine. We'll get other investors. So that leaves me in a bit of a conundrum because we have this fund. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah. We've raised uh, almost $1.5 million in seven days. So like Congrats. investors that, of our amazing. show are so amped to invest alongside the investors on our show. But I, perhaps I should have seen this coming where like an investor like backs out because of a technicality, right? Where like great business, they still want to invest and would invest if it weren't for <laughs> one of their portfolio companies pivoting. But like still, this is a great opportunity so I'm kind of stuck with, like, how do we <laughs> make this work <laughs> for the fund? We, at The Pitch, had this simple idea for a fund. Invest alongside the investors on our show. But what exactly were we supposed to do here? Jillian got all the way to the finish line, but had to back out because of a conflict. It almost felt wrong for us not to invest. The opportunity is right here for a company that all these smart investors think could be huge, but they can't invest. So shouldn't we? Am I, uh, am I allowed to clear? Sorry about the technical difficulties. I'm actually calling in on my phone. Uh, this, is what this is Willem Vandenbosch. He's an investor at Soma Capital, a seed stage venture capital firm out in Silicon Valley. How much did Soma put into DotCal in this round? So we invested 200000 which is like relatively standard for us at the, the early stage. We wanted to talk to Willem because depending on his answers, Soma Capital could be a VC we choose to invest alongside. I would love to hear how you came to a decision to invest in .cal and you know, how the conversations went, starting, I guess, with that first meeting with David. Yeah, certainly. One of the first things that initially struck us when we connected with David was he has this deeply ingrained passion and enthusiasm for what he's building. And this excitement is immediately well understood as soon as he begins talking about DotCal. Mm -hmm. I think this spark is one of the intangible characteristics of founders that we've noted kind of within successful founders in our portfolio that like aligned it's like you have kind of strong founder product alignment and founder conviction uh, uh -huh. which ultimately is very important as docal continues to scale it's very easy to to kind of see that david just has a love for building things and tinkering i think like ultimately we like supporting these people we kind of like to back scrappy founders non-traditional backgrounds 
that have been immersed in various startup ecosystems have yeah. tried, maybe already failed. Okay, so like he doesn't he doesn't come from an Ivy League background. Like I know about his experience in startups, but yeah. So 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 he's not an Ivy League. He's not a an Harvard MBA or former investment banker. But in terms of kind of street smarts. I think David could stack up against the very best founders, just given the diversity of roles that he's been involved with, as well as kind of having this longitudinal view of the startup ecosystem over the last 10 years. Yeah. So yeah, I guess jump into the uh, the thesis next. Awesome. So I think the um, the core kind of thesis, I think at the end of the day, whatever way you cut it, the market is still largely underpenetrated. There's something like 1 billion knowledge workers in the world. Is the market large enough to support several unicorns in the scheduling space? And this is where it gets really interesting. DocuSign, multi-billion dollar publicly traded company. They currently dominate the, the kind of e-signature space. They also have an enterprise product. Yeah, Calendly is currently the market leader in scheduling. Our kind of approach to like, can this coexist, stand on the shoulders of giants along these like larger, later stage or publicly traded companies? Our view was that DotCal is taking their business in a slightly different direction. David's broader ambition, it's the vision to create a networking platform that allows professionals to connect with other professionals and book time within this .cal ecosystem. And this is yeah. a little bit further out on the product development curve, but like how I understand it is a LinkedIn plus Slack plus Calendly for your professional network. So a scheduling hub, a knowledge exchange, and a platform where I as a VC investor could connect with Josh even before we were connected and I could go onto your kind of scheduling page and say, write you a note, say, hey, Josh, noted that you're kind of closely following, you're in touch with a number of phenomenal investors, and m- maybe you have a number of friends, we have mutuals, I would love to spend 15 minutes getting to know you. And that entire end-to-end process mm-hmm. is done kind of seamlessly within the DocCal ecosystem. Yeah, like a system for for meeting people where the scheduling's already integrated, all you need is like a, an opt-in from both parties. Exactly. And in this case with with .cal, when you looked at their fundraise, David's got a 15 mil cap on a safe note. You know, what's the calculation for you guys in determining whether that's a a good investment? Mm -hmm. I I think in terms of how we evaluate .cal at 15, I think a couple of things that maybe stand out. uh, The first of which is I personally look at David's experience and say, like, this is he has multiple notches on the belt. He is not a like, call it like 17, 18 year old kid that just dropped out of college. Like right. this man understands startups. There's a value in that hundred percent. Yeah. And then the, the second thing, um, when the, the deal crossed our plate, he already had 7,000 booking pages created and it was growing at 45% month yeah. over month booked meetings. And so there is traction, there are real users, and growth is starting to inflect. Point number three is like at maturity. I, I think like as I kind of envision this business, there are relatively low operating costs 
This should be an 80% gross margin business at its core. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece to, to kind of mention here is like, it, it is a recurring revenue stream. Yeah. And so when you're comparing this against a capital intensive business, that's let's say building um, satellites, like you start to think that like this 15 million is, is more attractive. Will the pitch fund invest in DotCal? Subscribe to The Pitch Plus to find out. Just kidding. Sorry, I had to do it. Charles has Let's Meet. Elizabeth has VimCal. Jillian has whatever company just pivoted into scheduling. And now The Pitch Fund has placed our bet on DotCal. Do you want to do a syndicate and let listeners invest as well? Yeah, totally. I would love to do a syndicate, yeah. Okay. So you just want to do like, uh, do 100,000 and see if we fill that up? I I think it's awesome. I I think I I would love that. Yeah. If you would like to invest in DotCal alongside Soma Capital and the Pitch Fund, go to pitch.show slash DotCal. That's D-O-T-C-A-L. Let the calendar wars begin. The Pitch is me, Josh Muccio, Lisa Muccio, Carrie Ann Thomas, Anna Ladd, and Enoch Kim. Music in today's show is from The Muse Maker, Breakmaster Cylinder, Soul Rising, Shaky Faces, Fairing, and Memory Palace. If you're ready to pitch the investors on our show, applications are now open for our next recording event. For more info and to apply, go to pitch.show apply. It's super simple to apply. All you have to do is upload your pitch deck. You can check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at The Pitch Show, where we'll be sharing videos from The Pitch Room. And if you want more of The Pitch, subscribe to Pitch Plus, where you'll get ad-free listening to the entire catalog and occasional bonus content. Plus, it's a really good way to support the show. Just go to pitch.show plus to learn more. The Pitch is made in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. Next week on The Pitch. Can we go back to the business model for a second? So the current business model is we take uh, a part of the commission. And have you gotten any commission to date? Yeah, we closed one transaction. One transaction. Yeah. Okay. See you next Wednesday. The Pitch, Inc. and their respective employees and affiliates do not provide investment advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided on this show should not be used as the basis for making investment decisions. Listeners should conduct their own research and consult with their own investment advisors before making any investment decisions. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.